You're listening to the Sam Oye Podcast, the program that uplifts your spirit, renews your mind, and transforms your life every week. And now, here is your host, the Reverend Sam Oye. Our soul that we need to talk about misplaced expectations in relationship and marriage. And I thought uh, that the first thing I should say is that uh, misplaced expectations are driven by wrong orientations. Uh, misplaced expectation. Because the reason you are expecting something is because of something you believe. Is that alright? Uh, for instance now, if you see, if you see a man well dressed with tie coming out of the villa and he is driving a Mercedes um, which branch shall I use now? Say it again sir. Which one do you have a dream for? G63 AMG, right? You see this guy come out of the villa looking all suited up, looking cool, and he just packs beside you. Trust me, your knowledge of where he is coming from has a way of influencing your expectations. Is that not so? Okay, if you're doing a launching and you see a guy walk into your lunch launching event and the guy is just dressed with a sneakers just a t-shirt and to make matters worse a short then he just comes in maybe with a face cap turned backwards first you're going to quickly call one of your protocol guys let me to look that guy will just come on we could not find somewhere put up <laughs> And then you see this other person who came properly suited up. Uh, okay, can I have two of you that came with me? Can I, Matthew, can I have you? Ken, can I have you? Dan, can you come? Yeah. Now, you see these guys come around. If I never told you that they came with me, some of you are going to be like, wow, this guy, some tough, powerful guys, you know. Now, go back. Thank you. I'm just trying to tell you how things influences our expectations. Now, but you will never know that. And, and then you're going to see them driving some very good cars. They came out really with one or two SUVs. You understand that? In the likelihood, one lady is going to be like, man, this guy talk to me. This guy talk to me. Well, sweetheart, he doesn't belong to him. And he's that heavily dressed because that's his uniform. You did? <laughs> and so here you are. And you know, the funny part of it is that guys have studied girls so very much that they've read you like a paper in and out. They know your passwords. Guys know you like nothing. In fact, the rarest of all ladies are the ones who understand what guys normally punch as passwords and so they simply put something that says access denied. But trust me, and you're not going to doubt this, when one of the guys, one of the people talking on the stage here mentioned something, I guess some of you didn't get it. Three things will open up any girl. 
Except if she understands this and she develops discipline, care, affection, intimacy. Any guy, because you know what? You are created as a lady to be rewarding by nature. So any guy who begins to show you care, we call it care over time. Care shown to you over time has a tendency of weakening what we call your moral defense system. And you know what they call themselves now in Abuja? They call themselves investors. Yeah. You know why they call themselves investors? The whole idea is they understand that, look, many of you ladies now, some of you go to religious places, so you're too a little bit too holy, you're attacking. So they know that you want to, hey, no, don't try that, don't touch me, you know. So what they like to do is, over time, even when you open the door for your house, they say, no, no, no. I just came, just wanted to walk you to the house. I'm not going inside. Take good care of yourself. I, I also bought this. I thought you might need it overnight. And then he goes back home with a baritone voice. He calls you late at night. And the next thing is, I'm just about to take my sleep. So what are you doing now? Looking into the skies? Lying down on your pillow? Tell me you're looking into your ceiling. And imagining the skies above it. Oh no, Danny, you tripping. Danny, what's wrong with you? And he talks you to sleep. Smart guy taking his time, making strategic investment. Oh, well, tomorrow he shows up at work. And I just thought it was lunch time. It's lunch and I thought it would be nice if I could just take you out for lunch. How about that? Okay, I guess you're busy. Don't worry, I'll go get lunch and bring it for you. Oh my God, all for me. You see, nothing destroys your perception about men like a wrong perception about yourself. If you've never loved you, you will fall in love with the wrong one. Because if you've never loved you, anyone who tries to love you will look like your miracle just happening. And that's why I always say that healthy self-love is the foundation for true love. Love yourself first. And by the way, learn to tell yourself what you know about yourself so that you don't hear it for the first time from somebody else. If there's something you like about yourself, tell yourself about, come, I'm a very short person. For instance, now, you imagine... I was watching Kevin Hart and they were interviewing him. Did you watch that interview between him and Oprah? Uh, you watched that interview? Right. When Oprah was saying, but, but look, you're very short. He said, I know. I know. She said, so how do you deal with the fact that you're very short? That an average American guy is above your A, your, your height. He said, well, you know what? Because I know when I get into a place and I think people want to start using my height to look at me, say, I'll use it to attack them. Hi, my friend. How are you doing? You look like a very tall guy. You know I'm short. <laughs> when I make that kind of statement, I've disarmed you. But you see, that requires that I know me before I introduce me. You can't introduce you if you don't even know you. And if you allow people to introduce you based on their perception, what they are going to give you is what sort of called distorted perception. And you don't want somebody to drop seeds of distorted perceptions into your heart because you're going to go home and you're going to be troubled by that. In reality, if you're not very careful, distorted perception can become your new reality. Because if you're not careful, if you go to the mirror and you look at, 
When that guy said, look, you're very short, your head, your nose too big. When you look at the mirror, you're going to see what he said. Because words influence sight. So it's critical that, first of all, take an inventory, look at what your assets are, look at what your liabilities are. For instance, my greatest liability is my height. It's a bad experience. I'm just to think that I'm this short, I, I, I don't like it. You understand that? Unfortunately, I've embraced it. Is that okay? And now I've got to realize that for my height that I don't have, I've got to discover that I have something else deposited somewhere else. In essence, for what I don't have, I have a makeup for it somewhere else. And I discovered that, look, I used to think that height was something you trade in the stock exchange market. That if you're automatically tall, like this guy is very tall, now stand up, let me see you, sir. I used to think that if you're very tall, I thought if you just walk into the stock exchange market or you go into a bank, I just thought people just going to start giving you money. And I realized so many tall guys are broke. <laughs> I get to the airport, a lot of them come to help me. And you know, at a point again, I used to think that having muscles was something very fantastic because I didn't have so much of it. And I was really going to look down myself because I didn't have too much of muscles. You understand that? Until I arrived in some place and I discovered that the guys with the muscles are the one carrying my bag. I say, oh, kiddo. <laughs> hey. In essence, listen to me. You're good. You're just good enough. Stop wishing you're somebody else. Trust me, if you're going to have a very successful relationship, you need to embrace you. Why do you say you feel lonely when you have hands? Wrap those arms around yourself and tell you I love me. Is that alright? There's nothing like self-love. So first of all, I have to take a look at what my liabilities are considerably so. I just go, okay, well, I have height issues. And I, okay, what are my assets? And I discovered, well, I've got a very solid mind. My mind is very articulate. My mind function is something, I know I have a very strong mind. And, you know, because I'm in an environment. I just know what I have. So I'm extremely proud about my... And you know, I like going to places where I'm underrated when I enter the place. In fact, I like to be underrated when I get into a place. And by the time I'm leaving there, I remember I, went, I was in a meeting somewhere in the U.S. And, and a lady, as I was coming in, she was like, sit down here. And I was going to be a guest speaker. And I took the seat she gave to me. When she was approaching the time for me to speak, I noticed that the host was busy turning up and down looking for me. And I called the same lady. I said, hi. I said, kindly help me tell uh, the host that Sam is around. She said, are you Sam Oye? Oh, I said, sure, Sam Oye. Your guest speaker? I said, yes, I'm your guest speaker. I'm so sorry, sir. I said, you better apologize in a hurry. By the time I was done talking there that day and I was going to walk out, she was like, can I carry your bag? Can I carry your iPad? I said, sure, you have to because you have to take punishment for your sins. <laughs> See, the point I'm making is embrace you. Your height is for an advantage. Your, whether it's tall or short, just embrace you. That's exactly what you need for what you're going to become. Is that all right? I appreciate the fact that you have the kind of no size you have. That's all right. Oprah Winfrey was told house was too big for radio and television. She said, I'm not going to reduce it for anything. She embraced her nose and that's what she's using to make millions and billions today. Just embrace you. A million naira is not worth your time. 
if it's not coming from someone you consider to be your husband. But if you don't know you, a hundred thousand naira is enough to make you keep your back on the ground or make you sleep with a woman who is your mother. Because you don't know you. Story how that something happened here in Abuja. Uh, former Secretary AGM, I will not mention the exact year so you don't decode it. Former Secretary AGM, First Bank, I came into Abuja some years ago and when I came in, uh, that was almost a year before I got married. And the lady just looked at me and she was like, I like you. I said, I like you too. You look wonderful. You're a beautiful lady. And very brilliant lady for that matter. She used to organize the AGM for First Bank every year. And she said to me, she said, something tells me that you're the one I'm going to marry. I said, you're welcome. I respect the father. You're so civil that you can even talk about it. Average Nigerian girl will be dying with the impression, walking all around your house and will never tell you, hoping that you will discern it. I said, I appreciate why you were bold enough. Just tell me, Sam. Something tells me you're the one I'm going to marry. She said, I like your thought pattern. I like the way you reason. I like the fact that I've watched you respect ladies a lot. I said, I surely do. And it's all nestled in my beliefs. Because beliefs on the God's values and values on the God's behaviors, which you call actions. So if you see people behaving in a particular way, it's because of what they believe. And their beliefs are also a reflection of their values. Well, and then she called me. She said, well, I've not heard a word from you. I've told you I like you. I won't marry you. You've not told me anything yet because I'm about to travel to London now. Then who am I going to leave all this cars for? Who am I going to leave this? She was a multimillionaire. See, if I didn't know me, I will marry the car. See? And I will also marry the little house she wanted to give to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you say I'm going to marry her, but the reality is that what I'm going after is the house, a car, and the fact that she was a multi-millionaire. Do you understand that? Well, fast forward 10 years after, my wife and I are doing a vacation in London, and guess whose call came through? The same lady. And we asked that she visit us in our house, and I mean, in the apartment where we were. She came over, and um, she was around about past 11 in the night, and she just kept on telling us stories about her life, what she has gone through, and all of that. A lady was a multimillionaire when I was nothing, has nothing right now. So we have to be sending her money. The house, she, the house she was telling me she was going to give to me, Erufai came and demolished all of it. She's no more working. Things are no, no longer the way they used to be. In actual fact, at that time, one of the reasons why she thought it, was been, it would be nice, and some of my friends were actually telling me, say, look, if you marry this girl, you have access to London because she had direct relationship with the UK embassy, so she gets visa for people like nothing. And then I had not even gotten any visa, even not even to Ghana, you know, so... So it was, it was a smart move to actually get into a relationship with her because it was going to open the door for me to go to London or wherever. Years down the line, she ran into a problem with the UK embassy and they had to shut her down for nine, 10 years. They said she will not enter the United Kingdom again. And now I'm the one who has people in the UK embassy asking that they should see what they can do to help her. Unfortunately, she's crossed the red line. So right now she's in the United Kingdom without permit. Without permit. Because she couldn't face, she could not, she could not face the fact that she was uh, going to be staying here in Nigeria and be watching people that she had said goodbye to. They've since not just catch up with her; they've passed over her. So now we try to see whatever little we can send across. So at the point I'm making is, if I didn't know me, I would have married what she was offering. See, I was too sure about where I was going to, and I knew it was a matter of time. And that's just what I want you to think about. It's just a matter of what. 
And I always say to the ladies I, I mentor and the ones that I normally coach, I always say to them, I say, sweetheart, look, come, sweetheart, listen. A thousand naira means a lot to you right now. A hundred thousand means a lot to you right now. If you're going to be disciplined enough, in the next ten years, a million naira will be nothing to you. Just be dedicated. And ten years doesn't mean anything. When were you in primary school? When did you get into secondary school? When did you enter university? Just look at how time flies. If you're patient enough, over the next few years, you're just going to be shocked how that time will also fly. So love you. Enjoy you. During Valentine, if you have nobody with you, just go to the go to a restaurant and buy cake, put it on the table, and blow some candles to yourself. Just love you. Is that okay? Yeah. Now trust me, this period in your life may look like, oh, I'm just alone. For those of you who are single, I'm just alone and there's nobody with me. Those of us who are married, we're not praying for the space you have. We're praying for the space you have. So enjoy it while it lasts because it's surely not going to last for too long. few things you should be careful about when it comes to misplaced priority in relationship. First, misplaced priority. Don't forget that I said misplaced expectations as a result of wrong orientation. If your thought patterns, if your thinking is wrong. For instance, the lady said to me, um, she heard me talk about relationship recently. And she came visiting someone and she heard me talk. And she said, Sam, I'd like to talk with you. I said, fine, you're good. So she came around, we got talking and she was like, you know what? But the first time you made me believe in myself. She said, I've been in Canada. I've been everywhere. She said, I just got back to Nigeria about two years ago. She said, can I tell you something? She said, all through my life, I've always believed that I have to use my body to get anything I want. She said, it's so bad that I don't value. Pretty lady. Brilliant lady. For the first time, she asked somebody, looked at her and said, do you know that you have, your voice, she has a very good radio voice. She only discovered that when she talked with me. And I said, you need to be on radio. And she was like, really? I said, yes. And then looking at her, her physique, she's got a very good body anatomy. And I said, look, your body is going to do a lot for you. You can do plus size modeling and all kinds of stuff. So many business opportunities. She was like, what? Nobody ever told me that. I said, well, because you've always met the wrong ones. Simple as that. And so I opened our eyes up to opportunities in terms of wealth creation. So it all matters. What really matters here is how you think. Let's look at just a few thoughts and I hope I can leave you with some things to chew. When we talk about misplaced um, expectation, we actually, those, those big words are actually what we call myth. Myths in relationship. M-Y-T-H. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, Wrong beliefs that people have about relationship that always causes problems in relationship. A myth number one is that if we start living together and I invest heavily into the relationship, he, he or she will stay with me. I'm sure many of you have heard that. It's called cohabitation. Is that right? Uh-huh. If we start living together, if we start coming to my house, spend weekend, you know, like spend Friday and Saturday, early in the morning on Sunday, he would just take off before anybody knows and uh, he will come late in the night so nobody even knows he entered my house and then on Sunday early in the morning he takes off again or he can stay there hide inside my house he, oh, that's a Sunday we don't go to uh, church we don't go on Friday you don't go to mosque and all of that so you stay indoors with him and then on, on Monday morning he takes out he checks out of your house and all of that because the assumption is that sex keeps in reality sex kills if you're single and you're trying to use sex to keep a relationship. Ultimately, what you're doing is that what you're doing is that you're using sex to get pleasure, but what you're doing is actually using sex to kill the relationship. 
Particularly for those of you that don't understand the psychology of men. Men hate to pursue what is available. That guy just said, why did you share it with them? Why did you tell them? Oh, he felt so bad. I just let out a secret now. Because we are called hunters. Is that okay? Men are hunters generally by nature. We don't like to, we don't like to go after mountains we have conquered. That's why we're after Kilimanjaro. And after we conquer Kilimanjaro, then we're after Everest. And after we have gone through Everest, we're going to the Appalachian Hills. Uh, we're just after something we've not conquered before. So, so sweetheart, if you're the type that makes sex available to a guy, uh, well, let me just give him once in a while. You know, uh, you don't want to be an available woman to a guy. You want to be the one that he's hunting after. Because suspense keeps guys coming. In actual fact, suspense reveals intentions. Dangle the carrot and keep it away. And tell him, no ringing, no dinging. What did I just say now? <laughs> it's alright. See, listen to me. Whether you, if you're a psychologist here, you understand what I'm talking to. Whether you do the math, whatever. If you want to study Sigmund Freud, and the basic psychology of, a, of the woman is very simple. Is that okay? Care, affection, intimacy, she lowers than her moral defense system. Men, make it expensive, he goes all the way pursuing it. That's why you wonder how the beautiful girls who make themselves available to men for use don't end up getting married and the ones who, don't, who are not as beautiful, beautiful as they are but have some specific features end up marrying the guys who actually sleep around with the other ones and then end up uh, marrying this one because she knows how to keep it away from him. When a guy begins to see a girl keeping it real and refusing to give it to him, he believes she has something superior to him. Yeah. And let me tell you how we are wired to think. Even though we are not women, but when it gets to this area, this is how men think. Anything you give to a man before marriage, he assumes you've given to others also. Yeah. And, and trust me, you don't want a man to use it to talk to you after marriage. I deal with all of that with couples every time. You hear men make something like, what was it? You know, if not, uh, what, you know? After when I met you, how many men have crossed you? And you don't want any man telling you that after you've had Johnny and Junior and all of that. You don't want anybody telling you that. So, my thoughts is, take note of this. It is a myth, a wrong, a misplaced expectation for you to say that if we start living together and I invest heavily into the relationship, he or she will stay with me. No, it doesn't always happen like that. We've seen all of that in Abuja here. People moving together. People start staying together. People invest heavily into the relationship. Unfortunately for ladies, they invest money. They invest energy, emotions. One of the ladies in Garki here, she invested money. Got the guy to start living in her house. And they were together for four years. Yeah, she invested money, millions into this guy's hand. Helped set up his business. She traveled to Ghana for GNLD business. Before she came back, she met her house empty. He has moved everything after he had gotten the money because he kept on pestering her and she got to believe that he had a serious business to do. So she gave him money. And then by the time she was coming back, he had moved her properties and got out of the house with the money she gave to him and other monies that he had access to. Took everything, left. Only for us to hear later that the guy during those four years was actually training the girl he wanted to marry in uh, what's the College of Education, uh, Zuba. 
right? Zubar, right? Uh-huh. So he was training his wife to be in college of education, whereas he was hanging out with this one. So this one is the ATM machine. That one is a deposit center. <laughs> For those of you ladies who are working class ladies, who are, you're, you're working very hard, you you're beginning to climb the ladder of success and all of that. Please let me say something. Let a man marry you for your heart and not for what you have. Some of you ladies, I'm sorry, you just really need to sit with uh, uh, Miss Nikia to really mentor you a lot because some of you, you really create the problems that you have. You always dangle your money, your car. You know, have you seen my car? Have you driven in it? Take, drive it. Bring it on front. What? Let him take Okada or Kekera Pep. Oh no, boy, you know, since we're going to marry, let him have it. Come and carry my DVD. Carry my LCD. Carry this. Okay, I'll send you a recharge card. Every, you become his mother. Is, is this going to be your husband or is it going to be your son? <laughs> Don't you have a boundary for nurturing? And is this a time for you to start nurturing when you're not start having children? And of all people you should nurture, is it this old, grown-up guy who don't know how to draw his pants up? You're not his mama. Let him find, let him, if his mama couldn't fix him, don't think you're going to do that. You give him your ATM card. Because I trust him. You give him your PIN number. Honestly, we need to get you home and really trash you a little bit. Get you to come back to basic reason. So, it's a myth for you to assume that if we live long enough together and I invest heavily into him, that relationship is going to be okay. Number two, your true love will know what you need, feel, and automatically know what to say and do to make you happy. What you're simply saying is that, listen, men, I expect the man to read my mind. And like you heard Mr. Iroko said, men don't read your mind, they read newspapers. Yeah. I expect him to call me. It's my birthday. Today he didn't call me. If you expect him to call you on your birthday, make sure four days before then. Call that guy. Otherwise you will see a bozo at work. Call him and say, look, my birthday is in four days time. I expect you to call. Well, if he loves me, I shouldn't tell him. You'll be shocked on that day he's going to be playing golf. He's going to be playing Mario game. You understand? On your birthday. So here's a rule. If you expect it, declare it. Stop expecting men to read your mind. They don't. Unfortunately, we don't. Why? Because we are not wired relationally. Psychologically speaking, we are not wired relationally. So we are not always thinking about you. We are always thinking about what to do for you. So when a man is thinking about a woman, what he's thinking about is what is he going to do for her. When you are thinking about a man, you are thinking about what is going on with him. We are not relational. Is that okay? That's why when a man is drawing close to a woman, the thoughts of sex goes, goes through our mind about 500,000 times a day. We think about sex even when we're not thinking about sex. All the men just went quiet now. I said, why are you telling them all this now? Right? So, so you see, that, that's why you're confused. When you want a man to hold... Have you noticed when you call a guy, like, please just hold me. The reason you're telling him to hold you is because you, you just feel lonely inside. And as soon as you hold him, the next thing he's doing is already taking off your bra. Because for him, hold me means sex me. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
I mean, we don't have all this your romantic stuff, journey, man. We just resolve what journey what. The, all this one that we come with roses, uh, bringing you roses, uh, flower, and all kind of stuff. She, listen, you're wasting our time. You better collect in a hurry and open the door. This is just the way men are wired. Unfortunately, women, you don't even understand that. So please take note of that. Number two, meet, and I close with that. Uh, the third one. See, if you want anyone to know exactly how you feel and what you think, let the person know. Is that clear to every one of us now? Relationships have been crushed because people have undeclared expectations. Tell your partner what you want. Listen to me. I like you to send me gifts. Is that right? So stop trying to compose poems and tell me I look like the rivers and the waves that are flowing constantly with the beating of the water against the shore. It reminds me of how beautiful your eyes are. As I look at the sand beside the beach, how the waters take it back and brings it back again. It talks to me about the recession and the depression of our love. Uh, don't, but my wife told me, straight, so don't do those love, love. <laughs> Straight, say, look, stop all this. Your eyes are like dove, your teeth like white milk, and I see the rainbow on your face. Every time I see, okay, now let me not go into that because I'm married, so I'm, I have the right to say, but you don't have the right to hear it. So, now, now the point I'm making is very simple. My wife don't understand love from that perspective. She told me straight, say, listen to me. <laughs> yeah, you just said that my wife is from worry. So don't come around be wasting time with worry woman. You know your love is this. You carry flower before a hardworking worry woman that loves to see a man behave like a man. Now come and carry flower on bended knees. I come and I just see roses. <laughs> My wife will slap you up. Wake up! What's wrong with you? Behave like a man. <laughs> You understand? So the point I'm making is, she was very forthright with me. She was like, hey, you know what? Because I want to buy a shoe. I tried composing poem, it didn't work. I didn't know she's not word of affirmation. And then I thought, maybe give to work. So I want to buy a fantastic shoe for my wife. I bought the shoe and I said, hey, as soon as I entered the house, I kept the shoe on the table. I said, sweetheart! She was like, yeah, she was in the kitchen. I said, come see what I bought for you. And I watched some movies. I used to watch Indian film in those days. And I was expecting my wife as soon as she sees the, the shoe, in my mind, I was just, she'll go on her knees and begin to tell me how much she loves me. And then she's going to start kissing me from my legs up like that, like that, like that. So when she came, <laughs> I was expecting on me, on her knees. The film was in my mind. I didn't know this is reality. I didn't know they acted this one. This one is the one we are. <laughs> and my wife just look at him. Thank you. What? And she went back into the kitchen. I was like, what? Did you know what it took for me to get the shoe here? What she was actually expecting from me when I get home is for me to just, hey, sweetheart, where are you? Oh, I'm in the kitchen. And she just expects me to come into the kitchen and says, anything I can help you do? She doesn't want me to take over the kitchen. She just wants me to identify with her in the kitchen. 
Will you be kind enough to just take a little knife, cut some vegetables, and, and don't do all of it. Just start, and I'll tell you go, because you're tired. I'll give you the permission to exit the kitchen. So when I got to discover that through a study I did called Gender Lect, uh, before even you start having the five love language and all of that, when I did, I just stumbled on that study. I love research. Uh, so I studied that. Oh, ooh. so there's a language that women speak, gender like gender dialect. Is that okay? Women speak languages that are totally different from men. We speak the language of competition. Women speak the language of complementation. And if you want to speak to a man and connect with a man, you have to get out of your own gender dialect as a woman and start speaking to the man in the dialect of a man. You wonder why you speak to a man, you don't connect with the man, you're speaking with the dialect of a woman. And if as a man you want to speak to a woman and connect to a woman, you need to learn to speak in the dialect of a woman. You don't come to a woman and bully, shout, and you know, you don't do that. You speak relational language. You want to take a decision as a man, you don't just come, eh, we are relocating to Ghana tomorrow. No, you don't talk. You don't talk to a woman like that. That's not language of complimentation. Is that okay? You want to talk to a woman about relocating to Ghana, you're going to come, sweetheart, how are you doing? You know, I've been thinking about you and the children. I've been thinking about our future. Particularly, I've been thinking about you where you can be comfortable and I just thought that this environment is not good for you. You have to speak in her interest in order for her to fall in line. And if you want to speak to a man, don't speak like that. Sweetheart, you know, I've been thinking about you and the children. What is it? Go straight to the point. <laughs> we don't have time for all those unnecessary stuff. Just look at the man and speak the language of competition. Sweetheart, I'm really proud of you. And I know you can do much more. But I know that this environment is not convenient for you. I, I just know that if you relocate to a place like Ghana... I know you're going to blossom. I know in a short while, your friends will be shocked at the kind of success you're going to be having. Those are the languages that men understand. Language of competition, language of you know, achievement and all kinds. Those are the kind of things you understand. So if, if you want to get a man to achieve something on your behalf, speak competition, whereas the whole agenda is... Sorry. Um, okay. Okay. Now I'll leave you with this one. Pregnancy will make him marry me and children will keep our marriage together. Zero. Uh, if I get pregnant for him, he's going to marry me. Zoop. Okay, fine. He's going to stay with you for a while. And after the baby's okay, uh, you're just going to realize that, well, he's going to move to another level. In fact, most marriages now in the 21st century, the research have shown that marriages that are contracted on the basis of pregnancy uh, before wedlock, most of those marriages have 75% of, uh, 75% chances of failing. So if you get pregnant and you think you're going to keep the guy, you may keep him for a while, but eventually you're going to lose him. Yeah, because so many. Number four, I will change my spouse into what I want. My spouse will change early in the marriage. Hey, don't go into marriage without assumption. You're not going to change anybody. See, you see the guy you're seeing in dating period now? You're just going to see much more of what, whatever you're seeing right now. If the guy is lazy, you're going to see a lot of laziness later. Oh no, if I marry him, I will change him. You're not his mama. His mama couldn't achieve it. His uncle couldn't get it done. All his ancestors did not achieve that project. I, I, didn't, I, I don't see you as the one that's going to get that done. Is that okay now? Uh, so, because a lot of you, the handwritings are usually there, you always ignore it. That this guy is going to brutalize you, the handwriting was there. You just ignore things. You know why you ignore, particularly for those of you who are ladies, this nurturing mentality, I think I will handle him. And then if you are the type that came from a family where they normally abuse you, your father normally beats you and will kick you, any man that slap you, will, once you say, look, his own is just slap. My father normally kick, so it's okay. It's not okay for any man to beat you. Is that okay? And you, uh, let me say this to men, real men don't touch their wives. They don't slap, no, no, no. 
No, real men don't do that. And by the way, in case you don't know, we need to educate the women, women these days. These days, there are legal implications now for raising your hands against a woman. If your wife doesn't know, I need to let her know now. That if you slap her, she can have a recourse to the court. And if she has evidences, you may find yourself in jail. And she's going to be bringing food for you until you come out of... You know. <laughs> Alright, lastly, I'll just leave you one more. If I marry someone like me, we will do things together and be happy forever. Happy couples don't argue. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Is that right? If I marry someone like me, stop trying to marry someone like you because duplicates don't make for success in marriage. Did you get that? Duplicates don't make for You know, I can't stand that girl. She talks a lot. You know me. I'm a quiet person. Well, variety is the spices of life. Is that okay? And I would like you to know that you need to marry someone who balances you. Not someone who is a duplicate of your person. You don't want clones in a home. How do you want the home to be all of you are just people that talk before you think? And then your children will be the one thinking for you. Mommy, that thing you just said now, you didn't think about it? Look at what it truly means. And then daddy too is going to talk. Daddy, why did you just talk like So you mean two of you don't think? <laughs> so let there be balance. Is that okay? Nothing like balance in marriage. And in marriage, balance comes when you know, my wife is a choleric person, outgoing, I mean, organized person, so to say. My wife is the type that likes to plan six months ahead of time. Uh, well, I have a little bit of a different inclination. I plan in my mind. You know, so, yeah, I plan in my mind. Yeah, I plan in my mind. Yeah. So, but I learned the hard way in the first two years of our marriage, about 14 years ago. We want to go anywhere. My wife was like, I said, okay, we're traveling to Lagos. And a month to the wedding, I mean to, to go in Lagos, months, three months to the time, my wife already has our bags out. I said, Suda, where are you traveling to? She said, Lagos. No, I said, it's, it's next month. And she said, I'm everything. What will we use? They're already inside the bag. I'm like, sweetheart, you didn't get me. I said, next month. <laughs> to make matters worse, if we're going to travel out of the country, three months ahead, our bags are set. Three months ahead. She has everything and I'm like, sweet, I know it's old. We're traveling three months' time. Because for me, that morning, when you wake up, just look. Just look. It, I mean, and travel. Is that, is that not right? That's the right way to travel, man. That's the right way to travel. Just, and then get over to the other side and found out that most of the pants you put inside the bag are actually your wife's pants. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Leave a rating and good review. To catch all the latest from me and connect with thousands of people globally, download my latest app, The Transformers Hub, on iOS and Android. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter at RevSamOye. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next episode.